Herein are recorded not opinions, but the reflections of one who, for 40 years, has participated in the education of the black, brown, yellow, and white races in both hemispheres and in tropical and temperate regions. Such experience, too, has been with students in all grades, from the kindergarten to the university. The author, moreover, has traveled around the world to observe not only modern school systems in various countries, but to study the special systems set up by private agencies and governments to educate the natives in their colonies and dependencies. Some of these observations, too, have been checked against more recent studies on a later tour. Discussing herein the mistakes made in the education of the Negro, the writer frankly admits that he has committed some of these errors himself. In several chapters, moreover, he specifically points out wherein he himself has strayed from the path of wisdom. This book, then, is not intended as a broadside against any particular person or class, but it is given as a corrective for methods which have not produced satisfactory results. The author does not support the once popular view that in matters of education, Negroes are rightfully subjected to the will of others on the presumption that these poor people are not large taxpayers and must be content with charitable contributions to their uplift. The author takes the position that the consumer pays the tax and as such every individual of the social order should be given unlimited opportunity make the most of themselves. Such opportunity, too, should not be determined from without by forces set to direct the prescribed element in a way to redound solely to the good of others, but should be determined by the makeup of the Negro himself and by what his environment requires of him. This new program of uplift, the author contends, should not be decided upon the trial and error method in the application of devices used in dealing with others in a different situation and at another epoch. Only by careful study of the Negro himself and the life which he is forced to lead can we arrive at the proper procedure in this crisis. The mere imparting of information is not education. Above all, the effort must result in making a man think and do for himself just as the Jews have done in spite of universal persecution. In thus estimating the results obtained from the so-called education of the Negro, the author does not go to the census figures to show the progress of the race. It may be of no importance to the race to be able to boast today of many times as many educated members as it had in 1865. If they are of the wrong kind, the increase in numbers will be a disadvantage rather than an advantage. The only question which concerns us here is whether these educated persons are actually equipped to face the ordeal before them or unconsciously contribute to their own undoing by perpetuating the regime of the oppressor. Herein, however, lies no argument for the oft-heard contention that education for the white man should mean one thing and for the Negro a different thing. The element of race does not enter here. It is merely a matter of exercising common sense in approaching people through their environment in order to deal with conditions as they are rather than as you would like to see them or imagine that they are. There may be a difference in the method of attack, but the principle remains the same. Highly educated Negroes denounce persons who advocate for the Negro a sort of education different in some respects from that now given the white man. Negroes who have been so long inconvenienced and denied opportunities for development 
are naturally afraid of anything that sounds like discrimination. They are anxious to have everything the white man has, even if it is harmful. The possibility of originality in the Negro, therefore, is discounted 100% to maintain a nominal equality. If the whites decide to take up Mormonism, the Negroes must follow their lead. If the whites neglect such a study, then the Negroes must do likewise. The author, however, does not have such an attitude. He considers the educational system as it has developed both in Europe and America an antiquated process which does not hit the mark even in the case of the needs of the white man himself. If the white man wants to hold on to it, let him do so. But the Negro, as far as he is able, should develop and carry out a program of his own. The so-called modern education, with all its defects, however, does others so much more good than it does the Negro because...